This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Sports Radio 610 presents Area 45 with Bajani and Creighton. Area 45 back with you. I'm Sean Bajani. He's Patrick Creighton. Chris Santiago, our producer. Uh, before we get to a little Super Bowl and uh, football convo, I wanted to get to uh, Martin on Sports Radio 610. He's been waiting the longest. Martin, what's going on, my man? Appreciate you joining the show. Hey, um, before I get to the Astros, Sean, I remember listening to you and, and with Barry Warner. Yeah, man. That was a while ago. Loyal listener. I appreciate you. Yeah, I remember a couple of times it sounded like you and Barry were going to get into a fight on the air. <laughs> yeah, that, that you did not miss here. <laughs> we absolutely, uh, well, I say we. I absolutely hated that man for the first year and a half that we did a show together, but uh, it took me that long to figure out that he was trying to piss me off on purpose, so after that we were cool. <laughs> well, I, well I'm, I'm sure he's still around. I wish y'all would get him back on the air because I love that guy, Barry Warner. Hey, he's still around. He ain't going nowhere. That he's one of them dudes that say never say die, man. Barry is also <laughs> talk to him every once in a while in retirement and enjoying not having to work. Yeah, amen to that. Well, um, I miss I miss Barry Warner. Um, but I want to get to the Astros. Yeah. My take is this on the years given out on the con- uh, contract. I hope Jim Crane will stay within the range of no more than five years because anything more than that is just too dangerous. You know, you have to worry about, you know, you have to draw a fine line between pouring money into scouting and player development. That includes the United States, Canada, Central America, Europe, Far East, all Hold on, that. Martin. Hold on, Martin. We got to hit the pause button here, brother. Did you or did you not hear Jim Crane just say yesterday, we can pay the tax, we have the revenue, we can afford it? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. But um, all I'm, my point being is that, um, uh, you know, scouting and player development costs a lot of money. And, uh, you know, you. That's where you find the next Alex Bregmans. The they next can afford Ca- it. Carlos yeah. Correa. You find the next Carlos Correa, and they can afford it. That's that sounds great to me. But that, but that's, but I, I'm just want to make that point uh, that I hope he'll stay no more than five years for everyone. That includes everybody. All I and, care about, Martin, to be honest with you, is that they freaking win. Yeah, Martin, I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks again for being a great listener. Here's the thing. Dude, I couldn't believe he remembered you and Barry and that you guys used to bang heads like crazy. Yeah, that didn't make me feel old as hell either. That's like 11 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks again. Appreciate that. Well, I mean, you're only like like 30-something. I mean, you're not- Yeah, like, I'm 41 you're now. Not, you're not into that I mean, like um, 
50s uh, range, you know. Nah, but I feel like, like some other people in this show. I mean, um, <laughs> I feel like it's about to kick me in the ass, man. I do. It's coming. Uh, Old man. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Damn, you guys. Here's here's the thing about having that mentality, Martin. I don't want to go beyond five years on anybody. Doesn't matter. Well, what does matter is the age of XYZ player. Uh the position that said player is playing, who's coming up in the pipeline? How far away are they in the pipeline? Uh, what does the market say uh, should happen? What does your window look like? There's a lot of factors. And look, we're, we know what we're talking about. We're talking about Kyle Tucker. We're talking about Kyle Tucker because, look, he's 27 right now. He's going to be 28, I think, at some point during this season, if, I, uh, if I'm recalling correctly. If you give him a five-year deal, that falls right into that danger zone of his age 33-34 season, a place that he doesn't want to be. And we don't know the kind of offer the Astros have maybe broached uh, with him already ahead of last spring training, if there even was anything any anything solid put forth on the table. I don't know, but I, I, we do understand that in today's market especially, a player does not want to become a free agent in and around that age. They want the long-term commitment. They want the average annual value. They want to make sure that they're getting paid. And I think Kyle Tucker is going to be one of those guys that uh, unless the Astros can wow him, probably wants a little bit of taste of that open market because he sees what's going on out there in the Wild West. Environment matters, okay? If you decide, you know what, I'm only going to do the speed limit in the left lane, so 60 miles an hour is all I'm doing going down I-10. Damn you people. A, you're probably going to get hit, and B, you might get shot, okay? (laughs) Environment matters. If the whole road is doing 70, you damn well better not be doing 60 in a left lane. You can't ask the Astros to put like an artificial cap on things. You know what happened if every owner in baseball decided I'm not going to go more than five years? We'd have another collusion lawsuit. Baseball is supposed to be a, a, a free enterprise market. Players can go out there and get more. They're going to get more. You have to adapt. In the past, because remember, they lost 100 games every year for about three years in a row. Yep. And they rebuilt the farm system from the ground up, and they had a whole bunch of draft picks. And, you know, they used to have the best farm system in baseball, and they were able to just keep bringing guys up. Uh, and then, you know, when they lost guys, able to replace them from within. Well, they don't have that kind of farm system anymore. They don't have those kind of top of the top of baseball high-end, high-ceiling prospects that are like a triple-A, ready to make an impact in the majors in the next 12 months. They don't have all those guys. Yeah. So their options are we can use money, which we make so much of it's filthy. And you just heard our buddy Tony, you know, two segments ago tell you his ticket prices have doubled from 2022 to now. Doubled. You know what happens if the Astros keep money the same and they don't raise and they, they don't raise the salaries they don't raise their their budget your ticket prices are still going up bubba hate to tell you they're going up yeah your ticket prices are going up and the performance of your club probably going down or staying in at about the same <laughs> you know? history shows people will pay for a winner in fact as long as they keep winning people they might grumble about writing the check but they're going to write it yeah 
because being at an Astros game when they go when the ALCS has been renamed the Astros Invitational, okay, going to the to the LCS every single year, essentially going to the World Series four times in the last six full seasons. All right, going to an Astros game is a thing because they win. It's a thing. Yeah. It's it's a social status. I'm at the Astros game. They win, hence I'm a winner. You're not here, loser. If you don't think social media is crawling with that, I got to tell you, it's dark in your cave. You know, I don't usually like to fall into this category, but I like being (laughs) in a town with an elite. Yes. I like being in a town with an elite. I like my team being elite. We win bleep you. That's exactly how we want it to be. That is why you guys have always hated New York, because what were the Yankees? We win, screw you. Yeah. And now the Yankees kiss our ass. And you want to be that now. You want to be that right now. Um, the Yankees kiss our big orange wagon ass, yeah. and it is glorious. It's beautiful, man. He's Patrick Creighton, Sean Bajani, Sports Radio 610's Area 45. Uh, Cam Newton was on the Dan Patrick Show earlier today. And I did not know that this was a thing until I listened to this interview, but apparently there's a narrative out there about Cam Newton uh, not liking Brock Purdy. Were either one of you guys aware that this was a thing? Apparently, Cam Newton. You are, Chris? I did not. Yeah, his his whole podcast and all that stuff. All the Was stuff it on better. Cam Newton's podcast then that he proclaimed, what, last week that Brock Purdy was like the 10th best player on his team? Is that where that started? Correct, yeah. Okay, that's where that started. Yeah, and he like he has a whole podcast, and he said uh, game managers, and he started naming out like Dak and like Tua and Brock Purdy and stuff like that. Oh, good Lord. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. They were going in on him on, on national media. Like, they were going crazy. Well, Dan Patrick was asking Cam Newton about Brock Purdy. Now that that makes a little bit more sense to me earlier today on his show and Newton addressed the narrative that he doesn't like or respect Purdy's game in the process says Purdy is yes, the 10th best player on his own team. Take a listen. And that's not a, that's not a, that's just the truth. We have to normalize the truth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think that's, that's where we're having a problem with digesting in sports in media and everything, it's it's the truth. I, I it, it, but my a lot tr- of athletes don't tell the truth, correct? Because they're you know it's like a brotherhood here. That quarterback and quarterbacks, we don't criticize each other. That's not, I'm not criticizing him, but it can come across that. It way. could from a from an untamed ear. Okay, like you would hear that and you'd be like, oh, Kim's bitter. No, it's no, it's not. When you look at the the 49ers rosters, that. That uh, assessment was garnered from people saying, Cam can't be serious. Brock Parity is a game changer. And that's what I'm saying to myself. I'm like, yo, to be successful, you don't always have to be a game changer, right? So that kind of transitioned into another stint where I said, hey, in order to be a game changer, you have to be the top tier of your team. Right now, when I analyze the roster and I'm saying to myself, I'm like, oh, OK, cool. Fred Warner, Trent Wood, Debo, George Kip, C-Mac, you know, use ch- Chris, you can That's cut it right there. You can cut it right there. You get the point. Uh, you know, 
I don't know how you guys feel about this, what you thought of those comments. Man, let me tell you, get the guy's name right. I think he is purposefully getting the guy's name wrong and digging even deeper into the whole Brock Purdy being a game manager thing. To me, there is not just the line of game changer and then there's a game manager. I already told you multiple times this week I hated that term, and I don't really understand it. Like, is he a good quarterback? Yes. Is is there a lot of other quarterbacks better than he is right now in the league today? Yes. A lot? Are they playing in the Super Bowl? Define a lot. A lot. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, um, Aaron Rodgers when he's healthy. Um I just feel like a number. Are we calling 10, 12, 15? I would say close to 8, 9, maybe 10. Okay, so we're saying Brock Purdy is a top 12 quarterback in the league. Yeah. Now, don't get me in the Cam Newton category no, 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 here. I'm, I'm just this, trying I'm to just make a point like... Putting a category here that in a, in, a, in a league with 32 teams, that he is at least a top 12 quarterback yeah. in the league. You don't suck if you're a top 12 quarterback. Yeah, you don't suck, but I don't think there's like one line that separates game changer and what he likes to and a lot of people like to call game managers. That's all I'm saying. I think he's purposely trying to dig at Brock Purdy. In fact, look, listen, go ahead and play the clip, Chris, of Cam Newton in his own way trying to define the difference between game changer and game manager. It's like tears. Right. And I think this game has only had have has only seen four to potentially five game changers in the 2023 2024 season. Right. right? Aaron Rodgers. um, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Okay, Right. That's five. So let's look at it through this lens. Game changer is at the top sphere of talent are you saying Brock Parody is in that realm no okay so going back to my first thought was like like we have to normalize the truth I'm not this is not coming from malice this is not coming from hatred yeah this is not coming from there's times where I've said I've held myself to that same standard I did not play my best football when I was forced to try to just be a game changer no, Cam, just be a game manager. C-Mac is wide open. Hey, Greg Olson is wide open. DJ Moore, Steve Smith, these guys are wide. Just get them the ball. I was not able to do that. So the great ones have that ability to say, okay, the game is dictating me to manage the game. Okay, now when everything is covered, now I have to take it upon myself to impact the game. And that's what the game changers do too. All right. There you go. Call me crazy. Mm -hmm. Cam is on one hand saying, you know, Brock parody, making it, making it. And then talks about how, you know, the, the, the good ones, you know, they're getting the ball to the guys in to go get the ball to. And and, and the best ones, when everybody's covered, they find a way to make plays, which is what Brock Purdy has been doing. So on one hand, he's making fun of him and calling him trash. And then he's laying out the case for, of everything he does that, oh, wow, he's not garbage. Like, yeah, he's came I, on drugs. I I just, I think he doesn't believe. This is what happens when you don't really believe in what you're saying and you have an agenda, and I think Cam has an agenda, and he's trying to drum up, hey, 
this is what Cam Newton is saying this week, getting Brock Purdy's name wrong, calling him a game manager, saying that there is a separation, a clear line between the great ones that he'd mentioned. He mentioned all five of them, in his opinion, the top five quarterbacks, which I don't know many people would disagree with, to be honest with you. But to say that Brock Purdy, who's had a terrific season and is playing in the Super Bowl against Patrick Mahomes, and, you know, I I just don't, think he really believes in what he's saying and to me that's what happens is you start talking out of both sides of your mouth that's what I was going to ask you is if what you just heard right there made any sense and gave any more validation to the first clip that I played it's not his mouth he's talking out of let's just be real (laughs) well played yeah I I agree I agree um look it's not just hey this is what Cam Newton thinks and you know that's that's book that's bible man right there that's an NFL quarterback Former NFL quarterback, if you want to couch it as that, that's what this guy thinks. Um, No, look, man, Brock Purdy, if you want to say a game manager is a guy that just executes the system and does what he's asked to do, I don't even know what that necessarily means. Like, every team is trying to put, like, badass players on their squad. The San Francisco 49ers are one of those teams that has been able to get that done with Christian McCaffrey and Greg Kittle. And, you know, some pretty damn good studs on the defense, too. Like, they didn't have a top-scoring defense in the NFL this year like the Kansas City Chiefs, but it's a pretty damn good defense. And, in fact, that linebacker core uh, might very well end up shutting down, uh, to some degree at least, what helps make Kansas City tick, in fact, against everybody in the tight end game, in finding ways to get Travis Kelsey wide open. They're really good against tight ends. In fact, they're amongst the league's best at tight ends and allowing them the fewest yards per reception in yak. So I I don't know how how people continue to focus on the Mr. Irrelevant thing. To me, that's just a part of the story. And so far... To this point, it's a great story being told by Brock Purdy. All right, I'm going to be a jerk here for a minute. Would you consider a guy who finished his career seven games over 500 an elite quarterback? No. Would you consider a guy whose career completion percentage was under 60 and played in the you know like the last 30 years to be a great quarterback? No. Would you consider a guy who, let's say, never threw for 4,100 yards in a season over the last 15 years? Are you going back to somebody that played in the 80s and 90s? No, no, no. This is 2010 forward. Okay. Never threw for 4,100 yards. Would I consider him a great quarterback, an elite quarterback? I mean... (laughs) No, I mean, not by today's standards. You're telling me, like, this is from a win-loss standpoint, he played on some pretty mediocre teams, didn't air it out, didn't have sexy numbers. Um, No, by today's standards, that would not be an elite quarterback. Every one of those numbers is Cam Newton. Okay. Here's a guy who, I mean, look, he was was a rookie of the year. He was an MVP. Mm -hmm. And went to a Super Bowl. Went to a Super Bowl. Did not uh, fare particularly well. Uh, did not have the ending of his career that he wanted. Retired at thirty after thirty at thirty two years old. He was out of the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, body beat to hell. 
I mean, he couldn't throw the ball five yards. Mm-hmm. I feel like Cam is very bitter about the way his career ended. I think he's bitter about the fact, and deservedly so, that he was abused. And the refs never threw a damn flag. But he kind of admitted that in that last clip that we played. I mean, he did. He said, hey, look, you know, a game manager is this. Like, this is the advice, or this is what I'd figured out. Like, hey, you know, this, that guy, and he named all of his top receivers that, you know, were wide open on the multiple teams that he played for. And he said, I couldn't do that. And so that, that to me, was the honest cam. But the dishonest cam was the one that was saying Brock Purdy isn't among, right now, today, the elite-type quarterbacks, which I think is horse crap. Because a guy was Mr. Irrelevant, that's something he will always be, okay? Because a guy is in his first full season as a quarterback, the second year in the league, you're not putting him in the elite category. I got news for you. Like, we have this conversation every single year because it does change, and it should change every single year. Who's a top 10 quarterback? Would you rather have Brock Purdy or Justin Herbert? Right now, today? Right now, today. Brock Purdy or Justin Herbert? I think I'd like to have Brock Purdy. I think I'd like to have Brock Purdy, too, because for some reason his team wins and Justin Herbert always finds a way to lose. Right. And look, to me, it has a lot to do with right time, right place, right situation, scheme, right, the players around you, the window, all of that stuff matters. That's what you're trying to build as a team. I mean, look, it, it, you can't see the forest through the trees. A lot of us can't anyway when we're looking at a team like the San Francisco 49ers and forecasting what they're going to look like in three or four years. But that doesn't matter right now. What matters right now is they've got an opportunity to win a Super Bowl, and the way that Brock Purdy's playing is is amongst those top five quarterbacks that Cam Newton mentioned, in one of which Patrick Mahomes isn't playing like a perennial top five quarterback himself right now. 713-572-4610, you want to be a part of the program, jump in. I'd uh, love to hear from you. Coming up next, it's time for Hot Leads. We'll take a trip all over the place. we got some NBA stuff, some uh, college news, and uh, one of the biggest stars of the world, at least used to be, he's getting back on the scene In a couple of weeks, we'll tell you who next at Sports Radio 610. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. These are the new leads. Now look, I need the leads. These are the Glen Gary leads. Two lead cards for tonight, two lead cards for tomorrow. Why give him the good leads? He's got the leads. He's got the leads. He's got the good leads. The whole thing is the leads. They stole the Glengarry leads. Let's talk about something important. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. I should include this here in the hot leads, but we're going to save it for 9 o'clock. Patrick Creighton about to lower the boom. Lower the boom. Boom! On one Ron Hughley. So that should be interesting. Uh, he just made me aware of that during the break right now. So uh, I'm just going to roll with it. <laughs> Told him. Said there better be an apology. Yeah. My man, Sean. And for me, there better be an apology. And you know what he did today? He cowered like a chicken. He didn't even address none of it. He just tried to pretend it never happened. Hoped it would go away. Seeing a theme here. That's you what he did what? last week. It gonna be real. It's gonna be on, so we'll find out what's in store for Ron at nine o'clock. First up on hot leads, though, former Alabama head coach Nick Saban headed back to work. Not the kind of work that you uh, are used to seeing him in, though. The seventy-two-year-old Saban retired last month as head coach of Bama, of course. Seventeen years. Now he's going to be joining ESPN and will serve as an analyst on ESPN's college game day. So instead of getting younger, it gets a little older. You're going to have Saban and Corso and Herb Street, McAfee. Um, who's the other guy? Uh, oh, he's Lee forget. Corso, Herb he's so Street, quiet. Reese Davis, Desmond Howard. Desmond Howard, there you go. Yeah, there you go. I always forget about Desmond which Howard. Which one of those guys, now that Saban's on the show, which one of those guys... Is uh, ESPN going to go full Vinnie Mac on and go, you're fired. Corso. It's time, man. It's time. But who's going to put the big hat on? Saban. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the perfect transition. Or McAfee, you know, can do something kind of crazy and different. Like, that. that's going to go away with Corso. That was his thing. Nobody can replicate that. That was iconic. It's legendary. Um, it just goes away. You find a different way to rile the crowd up, rile the country up uh, with those predictions. I mean, that's a great question. I just feel like it's time. And I felt like it was time going into last season because over the last few se- few years, it's it's been noticeably cringe with Corso at times. And he's becoming less and less a part of the show. Uh, Saban's done gigs like this before, right? Uh, I guess it's been when his team's out of it. Maybe he's been on a panel or something like that leading into a bowl game. But I always felt like he was pretty good. I I like to have, uh, you know, a legend, somebody that knows the current game, talk about it uh, in a way you just can't get everywhere else, looking at it through a different lens. So that should be kind of fun. Somebody who can win every argument by putting a fistful of rings on and rubber them under your nose. Yeah, he's going to do one of these numbers, you know, scratch his chin, just flash the bling. I like it. Up next on Hot Leads, Tiger Woods committing to his first competitive event of the year. That officially announced today. Woods going to play in the tournament. Well, he hosts, so it makes sense. 
Uh, it benefits his own foundation, the Genesis Open. That's next weekend, February 15th through the 18th at the Riviera Country Club. I don't think people have any expectation of Tiger Woods anymore. He's 48. He's played in 14 tournaments at the Riviera, never won. Uh, played in just one solo event since withdrawing from the 2023 Masters. Finished 18th out of 20th in the No Cut Hero World Challenge back in December. But you'll get to see Tiger Woods tee it up here in a couple of weekends. I am actually looking forward to this. Anytime Tiger's on, it's Tiger Watch. I love I love to see it. I want, I'm waiting for that one more kind of special moment. Like where if he wins one more tournament, I think that's going to be like a thing. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of excited for that. I don't um, know. Are you a golf guy? Um, I have, I don't really have a lot of interest in watching Tiger play anymore. Or I want to see little Tiger, play. little Tiger. Yeah. I want to yeah. see little Tiger play. You're a few years away. I want to see him little Tiger and little daily going out there at like, you know, 15, 16, yeah. schooling people. Yeah, yeah. I want to see Lil Tiger. I'm with you on that one. That's just around the corner, man. It's going to be here before you know Dude, it. He's going to be 12 beating uh, people. Yeah, right. <laughs> just before you know it, the trade deadline is going to be here uh, tomorrow, 2 p.m. Central Time. That is the trade deadline. Not much going on today on the trade front at all. Just three deals consummated uh, today that have been announced. The Pistons involved in a couple. One, they dealt Monte Morris to Minnesota in exchange for Shane Milton, Troy Brown, and a second-round pick. The Grizzlies, Xavier Tillman, went to the Celtics for a couple of second-round picks and Lamar Stevens. The Jazz sent Simone Fontecchio to Detroit for Kevin Knox in a second-rounder. So, a lot of... Uh, the big deals not happening yet. I don't know if they will happen. Something's going to hit. I don't know what it's going to be. Look, the end of the day, you want to see the Rockets do something around these parts. Do you get the vibe, the sense that something's going to be churning here in the next uh, 14, 16 hours? I don't think we're going to get any kind of real big deal. Most of the scuttlebutt seems to be, and, and if you you know you start peeling the onion back uh, in the NBA... The teams that have needs don't really have any assets to give, mm-hmm. nor do they have any money. Mm-hmm. There's not a whole lot of teams that you look at and say, oh, they're definitely out of it, that have anything to sell. So we have what looks like a really dry market. You know, teams like the Wizards, they they want to get a king's ransom for Kyle Kuzma because he's all they got to sell. Yeah. And teams aren't going to give it up for Kyle Kuzma. You know? I don't know. I'm not saying he's a bad player. He's no. A, he's a good player. Yeah, but But it's... he's not a star. He's not moving the needle. He's not taking you from, you know, the kind of team that's like a nine seed and then making you play like a four seed. To a championship contender. That's the thing. And it just, it's not there. And I think we're going to see a lot of depth moves. You know, is... Uh, is, is we do we look at this and say Bruce Brown might be the best move, move the biggest guy something that gets moved? I don't know. I mean, it's trending that way, right? You I know, think the big moves have already been made. From a Rockets standpoint, I think it would be disappointing um, because you always want to see your team, you know, be bold, be aggressive, make a move. But you know what? They're not in a position to where one or two players that you could swing a deal for right now drastically changes 
you know, your trajectory in my mind. No, you got to be smart. You, you can't overpay for guys who aren't going to get you there. And look, the big deals got done. James Harden's been traded. Pascal Siakam's been traded. OG Ananobi's been traded. There's not, there's not anything left. The, the, the bird has been picked. Yeah, yeah, it seems that way. It's going to be interesting. We'll find out in the round before 2 o'clock tomorrow, Central Time. That's it for Hot Leads. Coming up next, some burning questions and interesting stat nuggets heading into the Super Bowl. I've got them for you next at Sports Radio 610. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Area 45 with Bishani and Creighton. All right, Area 45 back with you. He's Creighton. I'm Bajani. Chris Santiago producing. If you want to be a part of the show, 713-572-4610. Get you in. You can call or text. Hit us up on Twitch where you can watch as well as YouTube. And we appreciate a follow on Twitter as well, at Pete Creighton, the number one, at Sean Bajani for myself. So some burning questions and uh, interesting stat nuggets. Uh, I am a stat nerd, self-proclaimed, don't care. Find it fantastically interesting. Nerd! Especially around this time. Um, With Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense getting, I think, all of the attention. That's where I'll kind of start first um, with this one. Can they get it going in the Super Bowl? Because they've been kind of sputtering here and there, I feel like, towards the end of the regular season. And in the playoffs, are people forgetting, like, how they got here? Or am I just giving them a little bit too much credit? The Chiefs have been there, done that before. This is their fourth Super Bowl appearance since 2019. Opportunity to win their third. And... They're the Astros of the NFL. They are. And they're also... They're doing it. They arrived by doing things that Super Bowl caliber teams do to get there. Win football games different ways. Beating the best along the journey from the way that they'd won in the wild card round to the title game against Baltimore. You sandwich that Buffalo in there, that Buffalo game in there where they went tit for tat again between Mahomes and Josh Allen. And they had to just figure out a way again to just score late and get it done. And you know, the defense again, coming up big with a stop. Um, To me, that was a complete game. They're here, and I feel like the focus is all on the offense again. People forgetting about that defense. I think they finished, what, number two in terms of scoring defense on the season? I saw this stat nugget, man. Concerning Patrick Mahomes and this offense, if you think they're just going to blast off in this game on Sunday, out of every playoff round, the Super Bowl has been Mahomes' least productive. He's thrown for more interceptions in his three Super Bowl appearances than in his 14 other playoff games combined. Just three. Mahomes' completion percentage drops from 69% in the first three rounds to 62% in the Super Bowl, which is the largest decrease among 13 quarterbacks with at least three Super Bowl stars. Are you buying or selling that stat nugget? Is it a factor? Does it matter? Uh, I don't think it's a factor. And the reason I don't think it's a factor is because I would bet those numbers are very heavily skewed from the game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when 
Kansas City lost both starting tackles in the AFC Championship game. And they had to play the Super Bowl with, like, tackles four and five against one of the best defenses in the NFL in Tampa Bay. And they ran roughshod over the Chiefs' offensive line. And Mahomes literally had no freaking chance. You brought that up yesterday, I think, in a conversation. I think it's a great point. Uh, I'll raise you this matchup, though. And you tell me if you're a believer in that 49ers linebacker core or Travis Kelsey and the duo that is him and Pat Mahomes. San Francisco is allowing the seventh fewest yards per reception and second fewest yards after catch per reception against tight ends this season. Historically, the edge has gone in favor of Mahomes and Kelsey in this matchup. In the three prior career games against the 49ers, Mahomes completed 20-24 targets to Kelsey for 255 yards and a touchdown. Are you more of a believer in that dynamic duo of Kelsey and Mahomes against the 49ers or what the San Francisco 49ers have done to all opposing tight ends this season and in the postseason? San Francisco's defense is legit. Their linebackers are legit. They've got two weeks to prepare for the Kansas City Chiefs, Travis Kelsey's still going to get 100 yards. Thanks so. It's Travis Kelsey. Yeah. All right, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey are not going to be denied uh, as long as he has something better than five park Hugos in front of him. Yeah. Okay? I, I, I know, look, I'm not trying to take away from the Niners defense. They are a really good defense. Travis Kelsey is one of the greatest tight ends of all time. Mm-hmm. Like, top three tight ends all time. If he doesn't want to be stopped, he won't be. And that's that's the most interesting thing to me. Like, you know, these these two guys are, are, are Hall of Famers. I mean, and they got a lot of football still left in them. But the best part about sports, one of the best parts about sports, especially football, is when you're the defense and you know what's coming, if you're in the stands and you know what's coming, and if you're the offense and you know what you want to do, but you try your damnedest to disguise what's coming, and you do it anyway, you find a way, if you're Patrick Mahomes, to find Travis Kelsey for a score or a big play. He flashes open in the middle of his own defense, breaks away from man coverage, makes a tremendous catch, gets yak, whatever. It happens. You know it's coming, and you can't stop it. That's why they're great, right? In the San Francisco 49ers slow that down to some degree I feel like I feel like Kansas City is because they've got two weeks to prepare too they know the San Francisco 49ers know what their bread and butter is what's coming right I feel like they're going to be creative and just going to pull something out of there you know what to surprise San Francisco that's going to be a a difference maker maybe a game changer in this game most teams don't have very good tight ends the Chiefs have an all-time tight end Great one. Yeah. who can line up on both sides of the field, can line up as a wide receiver. Like They can do damn near anything with Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. They, they will find a way to be creative, and if they don't like the matchup they have, they will change it. And the Niners will not be able to keep moving that, keeping that matchup across the field wherever they line him up. Travis Kelsey is going to get his, and Andy Reid's going to make sure he does. Uh, you were supposed to appear on Channel 11 with me last weekend. You had business to take care of. But I Been went met. on with uh, Matt Musil and 
Jason Bristol. We got a Hollywood movie star next to me, man. Show some respect. It was a lot of fun. We did over-under uh, for the Super Bowl. And the over-under going into this game on catches for Travis Kelsey is set at six and a half. It's a pretty good number. Pretty good number. I took the over. And he's gone the over in two of the three previous playoff games. I think in eight of 12 games during the regular season. I feel like if the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win, and I have them to win, that he has to be an integral piece to this puzzle here. So I'm with you. I just... I get the fa- the feeling that this is going to be one of those games where you think this is going to be a 34 to 31 type of a football game in the first few minutes because it's going to be so damn explosive on both sides, but it turns out to be a defensive battle the rest of the way. I just I get that feeling. Like and I don't know what to expect from Mike Shanahan or Kyle Shanahan rather, which leads me to my next question. What's more likely to happen? Kyle Shanahan blowing a lead in this game or coming back to win? Keep in mind, the 49ers were down by four the entire fourth quarter before taking the lead in the final two minutes against the Packers in the divisional round, then down 14-0 and 24-7 to just come back and win 34-31 against the Lions in the title game. Look, 24-7's a big comeback, right? I don't feel like either one of the... Look, as much as Sam Francisco's defense gets attention, the Chiefs' defense is really damn good. People have been sleeping on them all year. and I mean, they just... I mean, they gave it to the Bills. Mm-hmm. They gave it to the Bills. They pound on them. That defense is really good. The 49ers are going to have trouble with that defense. The 49ers can be susceptible to defensive pressure up the middle. Chris Jones is playing like there is a giant bag of money on the other side of this game. Probably because there is. There is. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> the, this this is not a, you know, we've seen some Kansas City teams that were all offense and the defense was so-so. This, is, this might be the best defense they've had in the Mahomes era. I don't think that this game is going to be one of these 38-35. Like, I'm not seeing that. I think this game is going to be a lot closer and a lot more low scoring. I think that this is more like a, you know, 24-20 type game than a, you know, 35 plus. I don't think either team is getting out to a three score lead. Yeah. And the other team's got to mount a huge comeback. I don't see any of that. I think this is going to be a pretty hard fought game. And these two defenses are going to show up. And the offenses are going to struggle with the ball. There's going to be some field goals that get a kicked here. A lot of people are predicting like low scoring game and close game too. 24-21, 27-24. And that's kind of where I fall in and around that region. Last one for you. Can the 49ers buck a troubling trend in Super Bowl rematches? This I thought was one of the most interesting things. I love historical data like this. In each of the previous three instances, when there's a head coaching rematch in the Super Bowl, the coach to have won the first meeting has also won the second. So three straight times that's happened. Five of the previous seven instances of teams meeting again in the Super Bowl saw a repeat winner. That would trend towards the Kansas City Chiefs. It would. And historically, I think a lot of times the the guy who lost both games usually had the worst team. Mm. Um these two teams are are really 
pretty even. You feel all right. That's interesting. I mean, you feel like San Francisco's got the worst team, but you talk about all of the studs on both sides of the ball. To me, it kind of comes down to people going with the Chiefs, and I'm in that category too because they've been there and done that before, and you don't bet against Pat Mahomes. You've learned it in a previous generation, right? You never bet against Tom Brady. It's Mahomes versus Brock Purdy, and people hate Brock Purdy. I don't know why people hate Brock Purdy. It's just so asinine. Uh, what, because he wasn't uh, a first-round pick? Uh, you know, everything he does has to be a miracle. They just don't believe in him. They don't believe in him because he hadn't done it before. Yes, because he was Mr. Irrelevant. Yes, because he's a system guy, a game manager. All he does is show it every week. And I think the 49ers, talent-wise, they're just as good as the Chiefs. They are. They're just as good as the Chiefs. Why am I taking the Chiefs? Because they got Pat Mahomes. <laughs> there you go. And, and yeah. as good as Brock Purdy is, Pat Mahomes is the best in the league. Yep. I'm a homeboy. Pat Mahomes is, I mean, that is a future Hall of Fame player. He does things that are defying the laws of gravity sometimes. Mm-hmm. He's if, if you said to me which quarterback, not in this game, what quarterback in this league do you want to have the ball 65 seconds, you need a score. The answer is Patrick Mahomes. It's always Patrick Mahomes. Against that, it's Patrick Mahomes. For right now. For right now. <laughs> In two years, it's going to be C.J. Stroud. But for right now, it's Patrick it's Mahomes. trending that way, yeah. But I'm here. He's going to have company. He's going to have company. Yeah. You know, does that right. mean Brock Purdy can't lead a, a drive to win a game? No. I just have more confidence in Patrick Mahomes doing it. But that's the thing, and that's what Purdy's got to do in the eyes of a lot of people, many people. Cam Newton, he's got to be the guy that makes the play to win the game. Because apparently everything he did against Detroit didn't happen. Right. Well, I mean, I just got a couple of texts that said, you know, we wouldn't even be talking about this thing with Brock Purdy if, in fact, the Lions wouldn't have given the game to the 49ers. You know, and it's like, the only thing I could send back on that is hashtag football, sports. It happens. It doesn't matter how much a team tries to give a game away if the other team doesn't take it. Exactly. Great. Let's end on that one. He's Patrick Creighton, Sean Bajani. It's Area 45. What do you think? You want to be a part of the show? Hit us up, 713-572-4610. We'll hit the final hour of the program coming up next. If the Astros let one guy walk between Kyle Tucker and Alex Bregman, think about this. Who are they most likely to regret? We'll talk about it next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.